Real Sports Talk for Real Sports Fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller. That's my favorite song, Trent. I like yes. to let that bad boy play as long as we possibly can. Well, I cut it off at, I think, 24 seconds. Well, so. it might uh, might not kill you to maybe uh, when you Add get a little, little time. Yeah, if, if you don't mind. Uh, Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Conn and myself taking you up until 2 o'clock. Dylan Montz coming up 120 Ames Tribune. Covers the Iowa State Cyclones. Well, Trent, uh, we, Bama's right as far as the number of potential vacancies in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Maybe five. What about the two conferences in our backyard? Big Ten, Big Twelve. All right. Uh, openings in, well, let's start first in the Big Ten, where we know one is a, is a given. Yes, Nebraska. What the heck is I don't know. Um. I don't know. <laughs> really? Did you say something that would require a uh, maybe a seven second delay? Uh, <laughs> N- Nebraska is a for sure. That that is uh, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, Lovey Smith in Illinois. He's on. He's he's on his way to another two and ten campaign. Uh, this is his second year. He's completion. I don't know if they'll fire him, but does he is he motivated to come back and continue to do this again? Walk away is more kind of right. They played, he's, had a, he's made a pile of money, Trent, let's yes, be honest yes. with you. He's played a ton of freshmen this year. Mm-hmm. It was a group of freshmen that I believe, out of their like 21 kids, 19 of them, did not have another Power 5 conference offer. Mm. So he's playing young guys. So that's kind that, of a double-edged sword, right? Right, right. Not recruiting very well. Uh-huh. Not for him. It, it didn't make sense when it happened. No, it, it didn't. It was an awful hire. And it's proving to be an awful hire. Yeah, I could see that. I could buy that. Kids in Illinois, if you want, if you, it's one thing. Well, they probably don't know who Mike Dick is, but like mm-hmm. a name like that would resonate. But trying to keep kids in your home to play for Lovey Smith? Are you kidding me? Guy that missed the playoffs five right? of his last six he years in Chicago. That doesn't move the needle. So I, I'm with you. That hiring made no sense. So are you stuck on one? Indiana's not going to make a change. Maryland no. Rutgers not going to make a change. Maybe Durkin could get another job. Would well, be that looking? might be one. But okay, right. so with that, that all the problems happen. that they had this year, mm-hmm. the quarterback position, they, they, what played four, right? They, I think, the fifth this weekend. Actually, one of them, Knight, White Knight, played this year. He was injured in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Regardless, mm-hmm. they're down to a walk-on fifth teamer, I believe, this week. Still, Durkin's recruited at a high level. Mm-hmm. Got the Michigan pedigree to go along with it. SEC starts swinging a minute. You know, a place like in Arkansas. Or an old Miss. Who gets way down the list before. Right. And that's going to happen. In all it is. Yep. There's going to be a lot of them. And they look, do we want to pay $9 million for Matt Campbell? Or do we go this route, bring in a guy, kind of similar pedigree, hasn't done the same level as, as mm-hmm. Campbell, but you know, kind of go that route. So that'd be one I'd keep an eye on. Okay. Indiana, no, they're nope. not moving on after year one. Nope, nope, nope. Not happening there. Maybe. Anybody else look around o- outside of Durkin? The, you mean co- coaches in place look right. around? Could you see Franklin? No. No, I don't think so. Florida or Tennessee? Mm, I don't. I mean, why would you leave Penn State? Because you're playing Ohio State. Yeah, but you're playing Ohio State tough. You are. I think you're on, maybe not on par with Ohio State, but Harbaugh, look, Harbaugh is kind of a smoke and mirrors type of thing so far in his career. I mean, the record is there, but. You against know, when, who? That's just it. When right. it comes to playing the teams that you're measured against, it's not there. Just year two for him, mm-hmm. I guess, would be the argument for him. 
as he still hasn't found his quarterback. Maybe he has now. The young yeah, guy's yeah, been playing Edwards, well. right, yeah. 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 So maybe he's on the right path. But if you're taking coaches right now, you're taking Urban Meyer over him, mm-hmm. taking Franklin over him, mm-hmm. and D'Antonio. In that, in that division, yeah. Because of what he's done, oh yeah, maybe yeah, it's closer those two, As but in, right, yeah, but certainly the first two, I don't think there's much argument. Um, Paul yeah. Chris isn't leaving Wisconsin. No, he's not leaving Wisconsin. <laughs> he is. Fitz isn't leaving. Well, you, no, I don't think he is. He's no. he, that's that's his home. That, right. That's where he went to school. He loves it there. Yes. Um, not a ton of pressure. Yeah. Win six, seven games, you're good. Win nine mm-hmm. games like they have a chance mm-hmm. to do this year. Yeah, they probably will. And he'll have a statue built mm-hmm. for him, right? He will. Yeah. Name a stadium after him one day. Right. All right, so one for sure, right? Yes. One for yep. sure. So let's go over to the Big 12. Okay. Uh, and, and let's not put Campbell, let's let's let's, let's not do a disservice. Okay. Let's, let's, he's at Iowa State. He's there. Right. Um, Beatty is about to go 3-33 and 33 in his career. Uh-huh. You're number three. Is that good enough at Kansas for now? I mean, you got all those recruits. Everybody was, how the hell is he doing this with the, getting these uh, stars beside their name to come and play in Lawrence? And then all of a sudden it doesn't work out. Or maybe the check didn't clear or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you fire a guy? It's a Kansas we're talking about. It's Kansas. And you knew this was going to be a rebuild. And you gave him, I believe, an extra year on that contract because of that that you normally get. Mm-hmm. Give him another year. All right. Give him another year. Zero wins, two wins, one win is how it's going. Give him another year. Give him another year. Give him another year. I'm in the camp. Give Beatty another year. So Kingsbury, is he the one that you got to watch? He's five and five right now. Mm -hmm. This, I don't think seven and five, six and six is going to appease that fan base. I just don't. And when you look at Texas Tech, they have to win one of their two next games. Home to TCU. No. And then, in all likelihood, both Texas and Texas Tech will get the Black Friday. Winner goes to a bowl. Loser stays home. You got Texas losing to West Virginia this year. I do. Okay. I do. But, yeah, I mean, it's a very realistic possibility. Right. That's and Herman's, Herman's safe. Yeah. Kingsbury, I'm going to say that there's two changes in the Big 12. Okay. Two coaching changes in the Big 12. Kingsbury's one of them. Kingsbury's one of them. All right. I will buy that. Who's the other one? Bill Snyder one steps down at K I think State. So. I think it's the end. Five and five. Yeah, I think it's more than that. I don't think record matters when it comes to him. I think he gets to choose when he's had enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched some of that game this past week on the side. He doesn't. Uh, I shouldn't play doctor for my my, my couch in Ankeny. No, he doesn't look good. He doesn't. Does no, he? It, the same thing was said. Remember, Pete Mundo joined me from Heartland College Sports. He mm-hmm. was there for a Big Twelve Media Day. He said flat out, he doesn't look healthy. He doesn't. He doesn't look healthy. Right. Uh, we're not playing doctors, but you look at a guy and you can tell he doesn't look healthy. Yeah. And that's that's a case right there. I, I'm with you. And I thought he had a team good enough this year to compete. Well, yeah. He I had, had him second in the Big 12. I had him upsetting Oklahoma in the mm-hmm. Big 12 championship mm-hmm. game in August. But whoops, that one uh, right. certainly not coming to fruition. But I thought they were going to be in good shape. Defensively, they are fine. But after it's got hurt. Offense takes a step back, and he's the, the 78 years old. Is so thin for K State. Mm-hmm. But what does he want? He wants his son to take over, and it still doesn't sound like he's going to get what he wants. Well, you know what? I mean, his, his name's on the stadium. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you're never going to be forgotten there for what you did. It's not as simple as just handing it off to Junior, right? 
I, 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 th- I don't think he comes back. I really don't. I think health, unfortunately, takes him out of coaching. And age. I mean, the guy's yeah, 78. 78. Years. Next year during the season, he'll be 79 years old. And 79. And talk to talk to older people. 78. Even if you're as sharp as he is. Mm-hmm. Still catches up. Sure does. Catches up for the best of them. And he is the best of them. But at some point, it does catch up. Do you remember the Ron Prince, how that Absolutely. went down? Was that somebody that he gave a thumbs up to, or was that all the administration no, going and getting I their think, own? No, I think that he was in on it. If mm-hmm. memory serves, um, I think they were excited about Ron Prince oh, yeah. first. Yeah. But obviously it didn't end well. But no, I, I don't think that Snyder's look, Snyder's gonna have a say in the conversation. Right. But I don't think his I don't think he's just going to be able and anoint his son as K State's next head coach. Yeah. I don't think I don't think so. Which is the way it should it's be. It's the way it should be. You you can't just have you're not a king. Right. <laughs> there there right. are there are other factors here. He has his son hasn't even been a coordinator either. He's run special teams. Mm-hmm. How you can be a good special teams coach and become a good head coach. We've seen that before. I think Dave Talbot will be the next one in the NFL. Probably level. so. Yep. Is somebody will finally give him a shot, mm-hmm. and I think he'll prove to be a good head coach. But it has happened in the past at the collegiate level, very rare. And what kind of staff is going to come with him? You know, Who's going to hang around? They have a certain way of doing things. So I understand him wanting to have his son who will do things the way that he wants run it because he saw what happened last time when he left. Yeah, a disaster. It was a disaster. Right. They had the upset against Texas with Josh Freeman, and that was about it. Yeah, he that had to come back to coaching. Yeah, to save his school. Right. I mean, you, you can't say enough about what he's done. He's a, he's a, he's a, one of the highlights of Big Twelve media days. He's dry, but yep. it's just Bill Snyder, right? Bill's, he walks in yeah. the room, he's got your respect instantly. One other to keep an eye on. We said in in the Big Twelve. In the Big Twelve, Hulgerson leaving. That's one. Another one. Okay. Let me let me try and guess. Okay. Another one in the Big Twelve. Looking at another job. Oh, Gundy? No, okay. though that that's also been talked about a bit. Man, Him that... and T Boone don't get along apparently. No. Um Boy, I... that mullet is glorious too. Isn't it really it? Is. I'm envious. <laughs> ESPN cutaway so you know, many times. Gary Patterson That's the one. See, really? Because Tennessee interviewed him, mm-hmm. brought him in, wined and dined him, and then gave the job to Kiffin. Mm-hmm. Nebraska, likewise, brought him in, wined and dined him, went in a different direction. Do you leave TCU? Their facilities have caught up now to the rest of the Big 12. Who who do you think he would be interested in leaving for? Texas A&M. Would that make sense if they strike out on their first ca- couple of candidates? Stay in state, guy that knows the state well. Mm, yeah, I guess maybe. See, I think Gundy's more likely to leave yeah. just because of the the whole Boone Pickens relationship. And, you know, he's been in Oklahoma State all his life. Yeah. All his life, literally. I mean, okay, not literally, but you know what I mean. Right. From the time he was he was able to be his adult know, play life. there. His adult life. Thank you. Um, so if you had a I bet- think Patterson stays. Patterson stays. I, I do, too. I just thought it was interesting this week because there was a lot of talk about him interviewing he was very upfront about yeah absolutely I, upfront about looking at those other jobs uh-huh. and, and he, wanted both of those yes. jobs and and came away from both of those job opportunities with a chip on his shoulder mm-hmm. you know he's not he wasn't happy with either one of them and, and that's why i wonder if it's kind of rattling around in his mind right now maybe this would be the time for an exit time any idea how old he is well i would say 60 
That old? Okay. But let me look real quick here. And I'll go, well, you're faster than me with your typing. I'm a hundred a pecker. <laughs> 57. So he's my age, roughly. 57. The young man, Trent, is he, what he is. He's a young man. Sweats like crazy. He does. He, <laughs> so he goes through a, shirts. He sure does. And the towel. No, well, maybe. I, mean, I guess. I think Snyder's more. I think Kingsbury Snyder, Lovey Smith, and Mike Riley. I think there's four in the two conferences that move our needle. I think there'll be more. If you put the over under at three, well, if you put it at four and a half, I'd go over. All right. I think it's going to be a wild Do coaching you? season. Do you? You got the big names out there, the mm-hmm. trickle down effect that it's going mm-hmm. to create. Because there's so many openings, names that you wouldn't initially think about are going to move. Does Bielema get another job right away? <sighs> and if so, where's he going to have to go? Uh, Mac. You think you have to fall that far? Look what he was doing at Wisconsin. He's probably a guy, though, that would more wait around for a year, go do TV, which yeah, he would maybe, be great right? on TV. I think he would be, too. Great on TV. Mm-hmm. Ah, Bielema, think all the great things he did at Wisconsin, and mm-hmm. he's got another decent job lined up from there. Arkansas just didn't work. I thought it was going to work. I figured by this time, not at the level maybe some people thought, national, you know, competing with Alabama. Yeah, no. But I thought he'd be 9-3, and three, you know, have yeah. a year where they'd be 11-1, and one, five years into it. Trent, they were all out to be College at Charleston last week. Yes. I mean, it was a one-point game. One-point no, game. Coastal Carolina. Is that who it was? The Chanticleers. Okay. It was one-point game. Yeah. They had to come back to do that. Right. It wasn't hold on. They had to come back to beat the Chanticleers. Yeah, brutal. Take a time out. Off to Ames. Dylan Mons joins us next. He covers Iowa State. Matt Campbell's press conference is done for another week. We will catch up on the latest with that, the latest on Kyle Kempt. Depth chart's out. No change on the depth chart. That's a head-scratcher to me. Well, uh, pick Dylan uh, Dylan Montz's brain when we come back. Here's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Conn and myself with you Monday through Friday, noon to 2. 1700 KBGG. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One. Only on 1700 KBGG. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. For many businesses, hiring is tough. You want access to highly qualified candidates fast. And you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com, delivering six times more hires than any other job site, according to independent research. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to give their first job post premium visibility as a sponsored job. Redeem this offer at Indeed.com credit. That's Indeed.com credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. At the Home Depot, we take pros seriously, and we take care of business together. With the brand names Pros Trust, we'll set you up for success and put the best savings on the shelves, like the Makita Lithium-Ion 7-Tool Cordless Kit, a special buy at $399, the lowest price of the year. Now's the time to load up and get everything you need for your next big job. Pro Black Friday, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Prices valid November 13th through 29th. Available in-store and online while supplies last. 
If you're sick and tired of the same old delivery options, I have an idea for you. It's Food Dudes Delivery. Food Dudes Delivery delivers for restaurants that normally don't deliver food. And with over 50 restaurants across the metro, Food Dudes Delivery can find whatever you're craving. And for listeners of Jimmy B and TC, $2 off any order of $20 or more. Just use the coupon code JBTC. That's JBTC for 2 bucks off your next order of $20 or more. Food Dudes Delivery. Online, Food Dudes Delivery. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Conn and myself with you until uh, 2 o'clock. Let's head to Ames. Dylan Mons covers Iowa State for the Ames Tribune. Matt Campbell's Monday press conference is over and done with for another week. Dylan finds a few minutes uh, to chat with us. Dylan, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Dylan Mons. How are you? Doing pretty well, guys. How are you? Doing fine. Trying to solve the Kyle Kempt mystery. What happened? I mean, I, I, he's, he's, he started the game. I thought he was uh, accurate to begin with, then kind of got off kilter a little bit. Then you and a number of people on Twitter are reporting that he's running back into the locker room, then he's back out of the locker room. Uh, then the next time we see him, he's uh, in uh, sweatpants on the sidelines. Will he or won't he? And what's going on with Kyle Kempt? Yeah, a lot of it sounds like, and Matt Campbell mentioned it briefly after the game, but it's kind of, uh, it's been pretty quiet on it, but it sounds like some sort of arm injury, uh, possibly a shoulder, but uh, just the, the general arm uh, of his throwing arm. So, uh, it, you know, it sounds like um, they they took him out in 
you know, Matt Campbell said if he could have kept going on Saturday, he would have kept going. Um, just wasn't a possibility and, you know, was held out the rest of the game. Today, when Matt Campbell addressed Kyle Kemp, he said that it was uh, it's a day-to-day situation with him, something that they're going to kind of monitor throughout the week to see if he's going to be able to, to go. And then, uh, you know, a few minutes after uh, Campbell said that, he said uh, he he's expecting or anticipating uh, Kemp to be available. Uh, but again, it's, it sounds like it's going to be one of those things that they're going to kind of see how the week plays out and kind of how he responds to treatment and things like that. What did he do? What was the purpose behind the the run to the uh, to the locker room in the middle of the game? Do, do you know what? I mean, then he comes out. I guess he tries again. What was he? What was he going in there to do to try and patch himself up to get uh, to get through the rest of the game? I found that strange. Yeah, I'm not sure. He wasn't in there very long. That's it, that yeah. Out. You know, you'll see, you'll see that every once in a while, guys. Um, you know, that, that hasn't really been discussed too much either, so I, I'm not sure. I'm expecting, I, I would I would think that would be more of a, a minor situation, just kind of a, a routine part of the game and not necessarily uh, anything dealing with the injury. But then certainly uh, later on he, he went in and, and took all his pads off and came back out. And I, I think that kind of all stemmed from the, a later incident. Well, Dylan, we got our first look at uh, Zeb Nolan in an expanded role out there as he took control. Did a pretty nice job. I have thought to so feel too, yeah. Pretty good about the future at that position. Obviously, not knowing what the future of Jacob Park is doesn't appear likely from my vantage point. He'll be back. But Zeb Nolan looked like he acquitted himself well. Yeah, I thought he played uh, pretty well considering kind of just getting tossed into the fire a little bit. But, um, you know, there are things he could pick out or they use uh, – you know, mistiming with the receivers at times and threw balls behind guys a little bit. But overall, I thought he, he had pretty good zip on the ball and, um, you know, it didn't look to be too rattled in there a little bit. And um, Oklahoma State kind of changed up the defense a little bit later in the in the second half to kind of account for some of the things he was doing. But I thought uh, for being a kid that came in and was really his first meaningful snaps uh, of his college career, he did play in the fourth quarter against Kansas, but um, and, you know, against Oklahoma State, the game was still on the line. But obviously late in the second quarter when he came in and he had to go out and make plays, um, responded really well on that first drive and, and let him down uh, for that score, which I think was the, that landing run. Um, but I thought uh, he played really well, and Matt Campbell kind of echoed that today again and said um, he showed good poise and, and things like that. And um, they have confidence in him if Kyle Kent isn't ready to go against Baylor. Mm. Uh, well, let, let's go to the uh, the the play at the end of the end of the football game that uh, essentially sealed the game. Um, the interception, touchdown catch, incomplete. <laughs> you know, you can. The more I looked at it, the more confused I got, Dylan. I really did. Um, I thought in the beginning it was clearly an interception. Then I came to the fact, you know what? That's incomplete. Let's just make everybody happy and redo this thing again. Uh, what I didn't like. Um, and this wasn't a Van Vark thing, the head official. This was the replay, I guess, getting in his ear and telling that the, the ruling on the field is confirmed. I don't know how you confirm that. Uh, that, I think, was maybe the biggest sticking point. If uh, if the ruling would have stood as called, I think that maybe that would have placated most uh, Cyclone fans. I have no idea. Was it or was it? Marchie Murdoch came out on Twitter after the game, said he was robbed. How big of a talker was that today? And... You know, where are you on this uh, 48 hours after the play happened? Are you any uh, um, a- any more confident that you know what happened? Yeah, Matt Campbell actually wasn't asked about it in his uh, in his conference with the local media. He was asked about it just briefly on the Big 12 teleconference. He kind of echoed what he thought from Saturday, which was 
uh, it's one of those bang bang plays. Uh, I know you can go back and and kind of review that and replay it, but um, I, my stance on the whole thing from the beginning was I think whatever way it was ruled on the field, whether it was ruled uh, the interception like it was, or if it had been called a touchdown on the field, uh, I think that's the way it would have ultimately stood. And uh, I know you said that uh, they had confirmed it instead of having the ruling stand, but I think uh, in the end, uh, the Again, the ruling on the field is, is such a big deal in, mm-hmm. in any play. You've seen that in NFL across, um, you know, so many of those games and in college it happens all the time. And that was just one of those plays. Um, you know, I, I think you could take different snapshots and people have done this on Twitter or, or whatever else and kind of shown different points yeah. of the play as the guys were coming down. And at one point it looks like Marchie maybe has a, a better grasp on it. Uh, you know, one time it looked like Green maybe had a better grasp on it. So, it's really all a matter of perspective, but again, it all comes down to how it was ruled on the field, and I don't think it was going to be uh, overturned one way or the other, um, and that's just kind of how it came out. Frustrating end to things. Uh, afterwards, Marchie Murdoch, he was tweeting that he was robbed. Uh, you know, any conversation about that with Campbell today, about guys, you know, kind of uh, laying their hearts on the sleeves out there in social media? Yeah, uh, not so much of that, and I think Campbell uh, totally understands that. Uh, you know, when they put themselves in a position to go win the game, guys guys are going to be fired up, and obviously that was in the immediate aftermath of the game, so he was obviously still feeling all the emotions and it being uh, his last home game and, and things like that. Um, I think it just kind of, um, you know, that's, that's kind of uh, what Matt Campbell's seen from those guys all season long is that kind of stuff and that fire is just obviously – happened to be uh, in a more public forum, but no no negatives or, or even positives. It just wasn't really a part of the discussion, uh, at least publicly with us. Forty-something mm-hmm. uh, seconds left at the end of that football game. You've got David Montgomery, uh, who's breaks more tackles than, than anybody um, essentially in college football. Uh, you got a six foot five and a six foot six, and it sounds like I'm p- picking on Marty Murdoch. I'm not. He had a terrific. He's had a terrific year. Uh, should they maybe have run the football once? I, I know that you know no timeouts. I get that, but again, you're you're as close as you are. Even if you run it once, um, you're, you're going to have a couple of opportunities to throw the ball into the end zone. Should they have? I mean, it's all hindsight, but Lazard and, and Butler. Um, is is there is there room I guess for criticism on how uh, the play was actually called? Probably a little bit, and, and it's like you said, hindsight's only twenty twenty. If they had won the game doing that, then um, then we were talking about oh, it was, you know, it was a great call to to throw it and things of that nature. But I think probably just based on what David Montgomery had done uh, all throughout the rest of the game and breaking big tackles and and things like that. And I think um, in the moment they were concerned about um, if they somehow didn't get it, that uh, with a redshirt freshman quarterback, he maybe couldn't reorganize the offense quick enough to kind of uh, set up a new play. So they just wanted to try to take a couple shots at the end zone. And, you know, again, that, that's maybe another learning moment for, for Zeb, too, is is looking for Butler or Lazard or, or whoever instead of Marchie's, that, uh, Marchie's way that time just because, he isn't maybe as big as those other two guys, but um, you know that, that those plays are going to happen in the game. And uh, again, there's always room for criticism and, and thinking back. And oh, this could have been done. This could have been done. But um, you know, that's the way the chips fell. Obviously. Well, uh, as you get ready for this week, it's Baylor a chance to get win number seven and maybe move up in that bull pecking order with it. 
Uh, the Bears have hung around. They're getting better. Young. Very young, including Charlie Brewer, their quarterback, who's been good the last couple of weeks. Uh, what else have you seen from the Bears? Yeah, I think the thing that has kind of stood out to me, and Matt Campbell even mentioned it today, was they're kind of almost remind you of Iowa State a little bit from last year, where they do hang around with teams mm-hmm. and they give teams fights. And um, obviously they started off uh, poorly in their non-con, but I think you, you take this team that they are now and go back and play those games, they went at least two of them. Um, they, they just dismantled Kansas in a game that they should have won, um, and they've hung around with really everybody, or, you know, not everybody, but uh, a lot of other teams. They gave Oklahoma a scare for a little bit. Um, Texas Tech, they're, they're right there. So uh, this team isn't a pushover, and, uh, you know, it's kind of impressive, I think, that um, that freshman quarterback has really kind of helped engineer um, some positive things, and obviously it hasn't translated totally into, into wins for him, but uh, I think what what we've seen maybe in the last several weeks or so is them starting to gain a little traction and get off on the right foot. So uh, certainly uh, not a team Iowa State can overlook um, just because uh, they have shown to be capable and, uh, and, and competitive in a lot of these big 12 games. Yeah, threw it 63 times against Texas Tech. <laughs> 43 out of 63 for 417 yards. Hey, Dylan, was there something wrong with Colin Downing? He had a, uh, you know, for his final game at Jack Trice, that's certainly uh, you want to go out uh, having a, a better game than he did. And I, and I think that probably, you know, at, at least half of his punts were into the wind. Was the wind a significant factor? Uh, he He really shanked a couple this past Saturday that hurt his team, I thought. Yeah, Matt Campbell said, um, you know, maybe as the kick went up and the ball got a little bit higher, the wind that was a little bit taller in the stadium kind of took it a little bit. And But it, he didn't necessarily make excuses. He said, frankly, they weren't as good in special teams as they needed to be. Um, and, you know, Colin Downing has booed has so many good punts for him, uh, not on only this season, but throughout um, the last three years, too. And uh, he just didn't have his best day, frankly, uh, obviously. Uh, that kind of cost Iowa State in a couple situations in the in the first half, and then uh, Tymar Sutton, the linebacker on the kickoff, um, it touched the ball yeah, and right. ended up going out of bounds and sent him back and gave kind of uh, a short field to Oklahoma State then on their next possession. So it was special team gaps, I think, all across the board for Iowa State that kind of um, made, hurt them and were a little bit surprising because that has been such a strength for this team throughout the year. So, um, it, again, it's, it's another moment that you can look at and, um, and, and learn from, and obviously it's disappointing for them because it was uh, you could go pinpoint a couple plays and say maybe this changes the outcome of the game, but um, you know certainly uh, something that uh, they're going to learn from and talk about and, and try to get better at. Mm, speaking of special teams, Trevor Ryan just got uh, that was a, that was a nasty nasty hit. How is he? Will he play uh, against Baylor? Any update there? Yeah, it sounds like, uh, obviously, you know, it sounds like he's okay. Um, really kind of a scary deal for him. He was able to kind of run off and go into the locker room, and Matt Campbell said if it had been, if that happened maybe in the first quarter, uh, he would have come back in and probably mm. played in the game. But at, the po- at that point in the game, he was just held out for precautionary reasons. Uh, he practiced yesterday, so it sounds like he's going to be good to go and there isn't really any, um, a- any danger or worry that he'll miss the, the Baylor game, so that's encouraging for them. Over to a little basketball for you before we let you run, Dylan. You won't be there covering it tonight, though I'm sure you'll be keeping an eye on things as they uh, get ready for UW-Milwaukee coming in. Game one, I guess a little bit of a disappointment. We can see appears the rebuild is real. No Michael Carter 
out there, Porter, excuse me, Jr., outside of two minutes in the game Friday night against Missouri, and Mizzou still rolled. Yeah, I thought, um, you know, obviously for Iowa State, we kind of wondered where the shooters were going to be and where they were going to get their shots from, and that, that kind of proved to be true, especially with Donovan Jackson struggling early in the game. They just couldn't get anything going offensively. Terrence Lewis coming in and playing his first game. Um, that's maybe what you expect from a freshman at times to kind of struggle until they get to see what a little bit. Um, but that's obviously the biggest thing for them is where they're going to get, get their shots because yep. um, at least right now without Cameron Lard, um, they're going to kind of struggle probably in the, def- the defensive post area too. Uh, they can just kind of, uh, teams that have big guys can kind of go over Jeff Beverly, who I think is 6'4", and we saw that with mm. Jeremiah Tillman and, and um, John Tay Porter and guys like that. They were just kind of able to take advantage inside down low. So um, it's going to be, uh, as Steve Prohm put it, um, going into the season, they're going to be a work in progress, especially early in the season, to try to figure out um, what suits guys best and what guys can do, and especially while Hans Brace is still kind of um, in limbo before playing and then without Cameron Murray, um, they're going to be shorthanded and uh, it's going to be a thing where they just got to try to figure it out on the fly here. But um, it's certainly going to be uh, an evolving team and uh, one that is going to have to learn quickly and probably often throughout the beginning of the season. Last thing for Dylan Mont's Ames Tribune, amestrib.com, as you can read Dylan and Travis Hines and the, and the entire paper, for that matter. Uh, do you play the bowl projection uh, game, Dylan? Where do you think you'll be spending the Christmas holiday covering Iowa State, and you'll be in what city doing that? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of the projections seem to have Iowa State going to the Camping World Bowl in Orlando, Florida. Um, I know they've seen the last couple Iowa State games and have been there and, and kind of scouted them out a little bit. So it sounds like um, based on where the pecking order would go in the Big 12, if Oklahoma makes it to the playoffs, they'd go there. Um, TC or Oklahoma State would kind of go to um, you know, one of those New Year's Six Bowls and then the other would go to the Alamo Bowl maybe. And then I think that the uh, Camping World Bowl in, in Orlando is, is next in the pecking order. So if Iowa State kind of takes care of business in these next two games, and, and we kind of think the Big 12 finishes how, how I kind of described, um, then that seems like a likely destination. Yeah, because it, if you do you see it like I did, that they, in order for them to get to San Antonio to that Alamo Bowl, they probably had to beat Oklahoma State. That loss on Saturday knocked them out of Big 12 championship content, probably also knocked them all the way past the Alamo Bowl. Do you see it that way too? I think it would be a long shot for them to get there. Yeah, I think they would have probably had to go 9-3, and three. Um, and something like that, I, I probably, um, because Oklahoma State now with their last two games, I can't remember exactly who they are, but I kind of mapped it out and then counted those as wins already. So they K finished State 10 and in two. Kansas, K State in Kansas. So, yeah, it's fair to do that. Oh, yeah, there you go. So it's pretty safe to say that they would win those last two games. And it's going to be, um, you know, and I think they have to have Texas Tech beat TCU to go to the Big 12 championship. So if they don't make that, then I think they're pretty safely locked into that Alamo Bowl trip. Talk to you later in the week, Dylan Montz. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, thanks, guys. Take care. Good to talk to you. Dylan Montz covers Iowa State. Joins us twice weekly. Amestrib.com for Dylan Montz. Also a possibility that three Big 12 teams would go into the Access Bowls. Is there? Oklahoma? Yeah. A 10-2 and TCU team and a... Can three go? They can. In fact, uh, as many as they want to pick can go from a conference. We've seen Big Ten, I believe, have three. SEC have three since this new configuration. So, I'm, so it's because it's, yeah, I'm getting the BCS confused right. when they couldn't. Okay. Right. 
But uh, now, yes, you can. Now, would the fan bases match up? Would a 10-3 and TCU team travel to Fiesta, whatever it may be? Mm-hmm. Maybe not, but it is a possibility. And so that's also what you're rooting for if you're Iowa State to move up a spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Alamo Bowl would have been a fun destination, yeah. a fun building. Riverwalk there, a lot, lot of, a uh, lot of pros. I just, you know, I like going to a Bull City trend. I'm not saying if you away from the Riverwalk, mm-hmm. there's nothing to do. You go to the Alamo for about five minutes, right? And then you've seen it all. You have maybe not five, three. <laughs> it doesn't take long. It really, I, I, I couldn't believe. It. I was so excited to go there for the first time. This is it. That's it. <laughs> and that's to see the basement, and there is no basement no, in the Alamo. It's, oh my God! Um, but the Riverwalk's a blast. It is. It's, it's, it's a blast. Orlando camping, I don't know. Orlando's fun. Yeah, for most. For most. I've for families. There, yeah. Even for young. I went there as a 23-year-old. Mm-hmm. Had a good time. No, I don't mind Orlando. I covered a lot. I was kind of based there for spring training uh-huh. a bunch. Um, so Orlando's fun, but I just was hoping to. Like, well, I don't they haven't been to Florida. Florida. Bowl game. Iowa State? No, absolutely right. not. So the fan base... Florida Bowl game? No, that yeah. would they would buy that. Absolutely yeah. buy into that. I, I, I'm with you. We'll take a time out. We'll get back at, uh, you know what, we haven't discussed the NFL. Let's do that <laughs> next. Trent and I are here until 2. It's the Ken Miller Show. Our final segment's coming up at 1700 KBGG. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One, only on 1700 KBGG. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Hey, yeah, this is Petco. Um, and your dog just called? This is awkward, but he wanted me to let you know we just lowered our prices on dog food and that he'd prefer something a little healthier. At Petco, we believe price should never be a barrier to better nutrition. That's why we have new everyday low prices. Visit Petco today to chat with one of our nutrition specialists or go to Petco.com to see for yourself. Also, he said he'd really appreciate it if you would stop doing that weird thing from the mirror. This holiday season, he went to Jared because getting her a blender just didn't sound right. Her ideal gift is waiting at Jared, the Levion Collection. Jared has more exclusive Levion pieces than any other jewelry store in the world. And from November 16th through the 26th, visit Jared.com and you'll receive $100 off any Levion purchase. Sound good? That's why he went to Jared. Some exclusions apply. See Jared.com for details. Liberty Mutual presents worry-free music moments. Switching to Liberty Mutual could save you $782 on the perfect home and auto insurance for your needs, so you can feel good about the family budget. 
and the massage you're about to treat yourself to. This is awesome. Get a quote at LibertyMutual.com. You can leave worry behind when Liberty stands with you. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Based on a recent countrywide survey of new customers, coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh, man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if we call bicycles bikes and tricycles trikes, shouldn't we call motorcycles mics? Hmm. Maybe a bunch of guys named Mike teamed up and... Put a stop to it. Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun. Learn more at EasterSealsIA.org. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. sports but you want more sports rockstar satellite can fix that with free next day installation on direct tv call rockstar satellite 515-262-STAR call today for next day installation 515-262-STAR the holidays are around the corner a merry time filled with family traditions and festive celebrations but it's a hard season for those who have recently lost a loved one you can help. Manda the Panda needs donations for its Cheer Box program, which delivers a box of gifts to families experiencing their first holiday season after the death of a loved one. Visit amandathepanda.org or call 515-223-HUGS for a list of needed items and to learn more. That's amandathepanda.org. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. Ken Miller Show, final segment of the program. Trent, help me out programming-wise tonight. Monday Night Football normally would play here. Yes. You and I, Panthers, play tonight. Is that what you said? They do, yes. So the Panthers bump the MNF off. It will, uh, I believe, rejoin in progress after the PCATs go final against Alcorn State tonight. Gotcha. Uh, Carolina-Miami tonight is the Monday Night Football game. Mm -hmm. Football. Um, (laughs) You'll be watching. Yeah, of course I'll be watching. So do I get a day off on Friday? Is that what I'm hearing here? It's it's looking that way, yeah. Um, And and what's behind all of this? Well, I'm going to Cedar Falls for the championship. I knew that. The 4A game. Yep, Iowa Mm -hmm. City West, undefeated Iowa City West against one last Dowling. And boy, did they. uh, They sure looked good, didn't they? They did. Yeah. They're really good. Uh, So they avenged their loss to Centennial during the regular season. So we'll have that. And I figure, well, since I'm heading up there, Van Meter wins on Saturday as they pulled uh, a bit of a surprise, I think, to some people against West Lyon. They get their shot at the other Iowa City school, Iowa City Regina, 
the title game at 11 o'clock. So I said... So you're going to do the game? Might as well, right? Go up there. As long as I can have some people help me out. You know, they charge for those rights fees. I know they do, yeah. So you don't want to go in the hole. That's what you're saying. Right. So anybody with a connection to Van Meter wants to help us out, Trey Condon on Twitter or TreadCondon at gmail.com. Get a hold of me that way. All right, so uh, this this is set in stone. Can yeah. I make plans for Friday? You can make plans. Yeah, do your thing on a Friday. We'll uh, we'll just push everything up this week. All right, that that we're, and the following week as well. Even, right, even push it up even further. Uh, biggest takeaway from the NFL yesterday was what? Ooh, the Vikings are they got some talent there, don't they? The best team this side of the Eagles in the NFC. Well, the Rams going to be a really good test, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure the Rams' schedule is has been the um, right. you know the who's who of the NFL. Not at all, no. Right. So, um, you know, the the biggest takeaway from that Vikings team to me is well, there's a couple. Case Keenum is having the, his career year. Yep. Adam Thielen. I mean, what a story this guy is, right? Just just 19 makes play after play after play. He he's got some speed. Yeah. Um, he had to go to a tryout. I mean, just his whole story is just remarkable. And doing what he's doing, he's best. Re- well, Diggs is a good player too. Yeah. But th- but you can go to Thielen and and do so with complete confidence if he's going to catch the football and the run after the catch is going to be there if that opportunity presents itself. The one negative this year was the drop against the Lions. That was it. Outside of that, yeah. For a guy that went to Minnesota State, yeah, <laughs> just bouncing around me and Kato. And to do this, these guys get opportunities. They get chances kind of with your local NFL team. You hear about it all right, the time. And, right, You know, there's a bunch of people from all those, you know, D3 schools from the trials. You can't St. be Thomas. A, right. And, yeah. They, they all mm-hmm. get a shot. Mm-hmm. And once a decade, a guy will make it for a year. Yeah. If you, if you guys, if you got a hundred guys at the tryout, some years, none are going to get a call. Some guys won. Some, most right. years, one, maybe two. Get he to the 95. Right. He gives you a chance to go to training camp to, right. you know, to be a camp body in most cases. And then once a decade, you get a guy that makes the 53-man yeah. roster. Yeah. This guy's more than just making the 53-man no. roster. He's making the Pro Bowl is what he's making. Yeah, unbelievable. And Case Keenum, you got Teddy Bridgewater sitting behind him. And did you see Teddy? Yeah, it was well awesome. Well up. Awesome. Awesome. As you can only imagine. No question about what it. What he's been through the yep. last 15 months. Mm-hmm. There was talk he was going to have his leg amputated. Right. Yeah. That's that's legitimate. That's mm-hmm. just not that's not Pollyannish, right? That that's legitimate conversation that was surrounded. No, it was great. Um, and Fox caught him tearing up. He had to put the towel over his face. His teammates coming over. You know, um, it was really really good theater. Yeah, that was one of my biggest takeaways. We had one game yesterday, Trent. One, and that's the game we're referring to: the Redskins and the Vikings. Was the only matchup yesterday that featured. Two teams with winning records. You wonder why this league's in trouble? Yeah. Right? I mean, schedules like that, and we talk about it week after mm-hmm. week after week. Another awful schedule. Another terrible week in the mm-hmm. NFL. What can they do, though? I don't know what this. The parity, on one hand, it helps because look at the leaders in the NFC. The Eagles, where did they finish last year? Were they last? They started 2-0 and and then fell apart. Right. Where were the Saints last year? Terrible. Where were the Rams last year? Awful. Those three teams we just referred to all lead their respective divisions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so on that hand, parity's good for the game. But man, we're seeing a lot of mediocrity, is what we're seeing. Maybe with the exception of New England, yeah. who's legit again. I mean, let, let's let, let's not get ourselves. Yep. New England's going back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I hate to say it. It's Steelers. 
It may be. I mean, Steelers struggled for the longest time against they the Colts. Again. I thought the Colts were going to do the Chiefs a huge favor yeah. yesterday. It looked like it was going to be the three losses for the Steelers, mm-hmm. the Jags, the Bears, mm-hmm. and the Colts. I, I thought we were heading there. Yeah. Came back out of done with 2017. But, uh, yeah, I I think you can certainly petulant. I, I would be doing it. New England in there. Yeah. Who do you like? Do you like the Eagles more than anybody still in the NFC? I like the Eagles and the Vikings. Vikings. I do. I like the, if I had Keenum to pick one. Two playoff games. Well. Carson Wentz, I, I would feel confident. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're making me pick one, I like the Eagles better than I like yeah. the Vikings um, at this point. Um, but the Vikings are really good. Yeah, I mean, they're really good. good. Did yes. it without Everson Griffin? Mm-hmm. Who sat out the game. Mm-hmm. Murray's running the ball hard. Yeah. Um. Yeah, McKinnon's running the ball hard. Tight ends, two receivers. Offensive line has been a revelation in the Twin Cities. Defense salty. Um, Forbath is kicking well. Yeah, a lot of things to like about that. I like. I think they're well coached. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm a they're, big they're, they're they're legit. Now your Bears. Now, I didn't see a ton of it. I was watching Redskins and the Vikings. Yeah. Trubisky's game was what? Better. Okay. Improving. Uh, still, that game was so boring. Was it bad? It was bad. Tough to watch bad? Yeah. Right. Okay. I fell asleep in my recliner. Did you really? <laughs> I fell asleep. On it. During yeah. your, 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 your my, team my was team's playing. game. Right. Now, it was a late night getting back on Friday. Yeah, but that was it, Sunday. It, well, I didn't have time to catch up with Saturday because there was actually good football on. Bears-Packers literally put me to sleep. Saturday is so much better than Sunday. College yes. football is crushing the NFL. It's so much better. It's so much better. It's not even close. The night games were disappointing. But it was still fun to watch. Yeah, Miami they, they play at that were. Level. You're right. They didn't live up to it, did they? That's a fair point. Oklahoma TCU. Well, you know what game was good though, and it was granted it started an hour earlier. The Alabama yes. Mississippi State game for the kind of the prime time game. That was the one I paid more attention to that one yep. than I did Notre Dame Miami, and I couldn't wait for that game. And I was kind of happy that all of a sudden you look at the ticker. Oh, Miami's crushing them. All right, mm-hmm. don't have to worry about same with Oklahoma. Right. Off we go I'm to ESPN. Gonna, I'm just going to stay on 206. Mm-hmm. It actually made it better, but. Mm-hmm. I was hopeful for those games. Yeah, I was too. I mean, Oklahoma just took TCU to the uh, to the woodshed. Um, what what else from you? The Saints are legit, man. You think so? Yes, I do. I that really defense, do. defense, boy, talking about and, and Ingram can run the football. Guy, and Drew Brees is Drew, Drew Brees is Drew Brees. Uh, they've got a defense. They're they're the best team in the South. That was my other takeaway because a lot of people didn't like New Orleans, and in fact, it was one of the sharps, the professional betters in Vegas, the Bills. Where their home, they were their home dog that they identified. Yes, yes. They were all over the Bills. Bills were never in that football game. It was three nothing, and then forty seven straight points. I think at one point, seven straight wins by the Saints. They have beat at Carolina. Good win. Good Dolphins. Yeah. Lions. Good win at Packers without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Bears. No. Bucks. No. Bills. Better. But, you know, we could probably find every team and pick sure. four goals in, right? It's yeah. the NFL. Right. There aren't a whole lot of good teams to be. There, there really aren't a good. There, there's, I think, three teams um, in the NFC that are Because I don't think the Cowboys are. I just, there's something wrong with this Cowboys team. Cowboys are in a real fight for the wild card. They're not winning yeah. their division, Trent. Yeah. Even though they got the Eagles twice, including this coming Sunday night. You can hear the game right here, 1700 KBGG. <laughs> uh, Vikings are legit. Eagles are legit. Saints are legit. And I think I want to make the, put the Rams in that. The Seahawks without Richard Sherman? Mm. Yes. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know. Rams. 
Yeah, you have to put him in there. There are two losses. The Redskins in week two, 27-20. That was a good game. Yep. I remember that one. And uh, the game against the Seahawks. Yeah. Who they Give me their wins. Colts. No. 49ers. Yeah. At the Cowboys. Good one. At the Jags. Decent. Yeah. yeah. Home for the Cards. Yeah. At the Giants. Mm. Home for Texans. We're going to learn a lot more here the next couple of weeks. Well, especially this week. They go to Minnesota in what will be the early windows premier game. And then they welcome in the Saints a week later. Do they? Yeah. We'll know. Yep, absolutely. Even if they would lose both games but are competitive tight games, Mm -hmm. this is a team that is on the right path. We've got uh, about 45 seconds left. How many teams can, can win the Super Bowl out of the AFC? Three. Yeah, it's not it's 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 the three division leaders not yeah. named Tennessee. Yep. Right. Kansas City, Pittsburgh, and New England. Tennessee uh, not Jackson. So. Blake Bortles not winning three well, or four. Well, did you see players. that game yesterday? I mean the Chargers, they do the Charge I've never seen a team find a way to win, lose games like this week after week. Year after year. Every year. Yeah. Every week, every year. It's the same thing with this group. I think it's regardless true. if they're in San Diego or Los Angeles. It's the same. How many you got that can win the whole thing? New Orleans can win. I don't think Pittsburgh can win. I don't think they are good enough to win. I think the Eagles can win. I want to put the Vikings on that list. I think we're headed to Philadelphia, New England. Uh, the Saints got a defense. Mm-hmm. I like that team. I don't think the Rams can. We're talking about New England again. It's going to drive us all sick. Here we go again. you got to respect the hell out of them, and enough's enough. Uh, speaking of enough's enough, that's it for us. Uh, we're, we'll be back tomorrow, though, yes. uh, from noon until 2. Jimmy B and yourself today, 4 to 6. What do you got cooking? we got Tom Caker stopping by. We'll talk Hawkeyes with him. Ryan Van Bibber will take us a little deeper in the NFL. And Wolfgang with some college hoops and a little college football, Hawkeyes and Cyclones. Good stuff. Uh, we will be back tomorrow at noon. Uh, for the Ken Miller Show. Trent Conn and myself, Monday through Friday, noon to 2. It's the Ken Miller Show. Thank you for listening. 1700 KBGG. Your home and away voice for UNI football. 1700 KBGG. Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. 
All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Cumulus Media Des Moines encourages you to shop local, buy local this holiday season. Our local businesses are the lifeblood of our communities and a major driving force for the local economy, contributing to the tax base, which in turn supports our schools and helps to keep our infrastructure updated. Money spent locally supports all of us here and is very important to maintaining our way of life. 1700 KBGG encourages you to shop local this holiday season. Shop local is brought to you by these fine local businesses. Carl Chevrolet Collision, The Learning Post, and Carl sound. Do you see cracks in your foundation, brick, or drywall, or doors and windows that stick? These are all signs of serious settlement issues. Call Midwest Basement Systems for all things basementy. Basement waterproofing, basement structural repair, foundation settlement repair, and wall straightening and bracing too. Our engineered solutions will stabilize and lift your home back to level, putting you back on solid ground. Call Midwest Basement Systems today. Midwest Basement Systems got the fix call 289 You've heard of the Brick Street Market and Cafe, Highway 65 and Bondurant right behind the Casey's. Come out and see these people Tuesday, November 14th from 6 to 8 for their annual Taste of Christmas. Come see the Brick Street Market at their best. Live holiday music for your shopping pleasure. All kinds of free samples like Grandma Jenny's French Silk Pie. Free samples throughout the store. Try the best hot cocoa you'll ever have. You'll get the recipe for it too. Come and see them. The Brick Street Market and Cafe, Tuesday, November 14th for their Taste of Christmas. Pre-order for your holiday needs and they are the best meat market in town. Cookie trays, pies, cakes. The Brick Street Market and Cafe will have it all for you on Tuesday, November 14th for their annual Taste of Christmas from 6 to 8. When you arrive, ask about the $10 off coupon. They have great employment opportunities, too. They're looking for a line cook, someone to work in the deli, a server in the meat department. The Brick Street Market and Cafe. It's the taste of Christmas from 6 to 8 Tuesday. We'll see you there. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow.